Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Glowing up sometimes doesn't start with you going up. You gotta go down. <laughs> no! Most of our time sometimes can be spent investing in other people's mm-hmm, lives, mm-hmm. looking into other people's lives. What are their journeys Bro. saying? I'm supporting them. How about supporting yourself? I don't understand why everybody else, I'm giving up so much love, mm. I'm giving up so much care, and I never get it reciprocated because you haven't done it to yourself first. How do you balance selflessness mm-hmm. and self care? Wow, this episode wasn't meant to go here. <laughs> But I went there. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are going to be talking about the glow up. Yep, you've probably heard it. We're going to be talking about the realities of self-improvement and working on yourself. Now you've probably heard about the glow up and our good sister Sierra telling us to level up. But when it comes to, you know, growing and glowing in your mind, body and soul, Mm -hmm. what does it really take? We're going to be talking about practical tips on how to invest in yourself to ultimately become the woman that you want to be. Whilst also we're talking about the hard truths of going on that journey of self-improvement. I'm so excited. I feel like women are often the people who people uh, target for like self-improvement talks, Mm. but no one ever talks about the hard realities of trying to work on yourself and the the mental torture that it can sometimes present. Exactly. But before we get into that, we have a what? A dilemma. dilemma. Yes, today, I'm not going to lie, this one is a long one, but it's a juicy one. Oh goodness, I'm really excited. Straight from our sis in South Africa. Africa. Shout Way. out to you, baby Shout girl. out to our South African listeners. Yes. You know how crazy that is? Far and wide. Sisters all oh over gosh, the world. That's crazy. Um, okay, cool. Let's jump straight into it because I'm not going to lie, sis. Open your ears. This tea is juicy. <laughs> okay. Hey, sisters. Firstly, I want to say thank you for opening this platform for women across the world. I love you guys so, so much. Aww, love you too, baby love girl. Love you, man. Um, so I met this guy last October. Uh-oh. We kicked it off and have been dating ever since. We've been dating for seven months now. Okay. And I have noticed characteristics and character traits about him that I don't want mm-hmm. in a partner. Mm-hmm. He once said he doesn't believe in saving money. Uh-huh. Okay, that's number oh, one. No. Number two, <laughs> he once said in an argument that he is the head of this relationship. Oh, no. Excuse me, what? Where being a head of a relationship is earned. Capital letters. <laughs> okay, earned, girl. Okay? Yes. He's the type of person who blows money in an instant. He his money management skills alarm me. Not alarm. <laughs> she said the bells are ringing. They're chiming. All of the lights are going off. Yes, his money management skills alarm me. Mm-hmm. He once made 23K in one week, and that's South African Rand, I think. But if it's GBP, sis. If might... it's GBP, you gotta go. You gotta go. No, no, no. She's gotta stay. 23K GBP in no, a week. What, what have you blown it 
that's not the dilemma anyway. <laughs> he once made 20, this is a good question though, because she says, he once made 23K in one week and blew that within a couple of days. I find myself having to constantly give him money to solve his problems. I once mentioned that I would like a personal trainer as I work out regularly. And the first thing he said was, so you're telling me there'll be other men touching you. Yuck. He's not a... She wrote yuck. Okay, I was about to say it because it was him that said yuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was her response. He's not a person I can rely on. I want a person or a partner who can keep his word to me. I'm a transparent person who believes in talking things through and finding common ground. But through all the conversations I've had with him about what I'm not happy about, I always feel like my feelings are invalidated. Mm. Here's the thing. I've worked so hard on my personal journey that I have become selfish with my efforts, resources and time that I don't think I'm willing to compromise on what I want in a partner. Mm. I have had to do the dirty work, educate myself on finances, dig deep into why I am the way that I am, etc. To the point that I'm simply not willing to be with someone who doesn't compliment me and cannot provide me with a challenging environment that I can grow in and thrive in. I feel so conflicted because we really do get along and he is a nice guy, extremely sweet. It's so hard breaking a nice guy's heart, but I have goals and I cannot afford having someone like that in my life at this point. I'm turning 23 in June, working for an international ed tech company, thriving in my career, achieving great things as a young black woman, and I still have a lot I want to explore. I don't think I'll be able to do so in this relationship. I feel like I'm gaslighting myself and giving myself all the reasons why I shouldn't leave this relationship. Help. Love from South Africa. Oh, love, sis. Baby girl, you are in a predicament. (laughs) (laughs) Connie, don't kill me. Don't kill me. No, but this is this is the real of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you've been working on yourself so much and you've glowed up in every way? Life is doing well. Mm -hmm. And now you're you've got a partner who doesn't compliment that journey. What should sis do? There's so many things you could cover on this, mm-hmm. but I really want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, there's a lot to <laughs> dig into here. Um, and it was, as you were reading out the dilemma, mm. it really made me reminisce on our episode on marriage and the modern woman. Yeah. And the fact that many of us get to stages in the dating phase, like maybe six, seven, eight months in. Mm. And because we're so invested, we feel like we just got to push on. Like we have to keep going yeah. and all of that kind of good stuff. And this doesn't necessarily feel so much as a um, dilemma, but more so a validation of a decision I think our good sis mm. has already made. Just the way that it was phrased, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's some red flags there. I can't lie to you. There's some, they crimson. (laughs) (laughs) They crimson. They red, Um, red. They bloodstained, baby. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) They red, they turn in burgundy at this stage. The flags are flagging. I think, yeah, the first red flag, he doesn't like to save. I mean, in this economy, in any economy, you need to be able to put away money or just responsible with money. Do you know what I mean? And I think conceptually, I think the idea of spending versus saving is one of the cornerstones of any thriving relationship. Whether it be a romantic one or otherwise, you need to make sure that your values are aligned. And that for me is actually a value. Um, So it might just be the case that there's no complimenting there. There's no, even the example of this, exactly this, even the example of blowing 23K in whatever currency in a matter of days. I would want to ask like, 
what did you blow it on? Like, was there yeah. an emergency? But yeah. the fact that you phrase it as this person has blown this money yeah. means that it wasn't particularly um, important things, right? So there was red flag number two. Massively. And then, what was it? The whole personal trainer situation? Yeah, so you're telling me there'll be other men touching you? <sighs> I think that one is actually quite techy. Right. First of all, I definitely understand, like, sis needs to glow up or if she feels like she yeah, needs to work yeah. on her body. And that's perfectly legitimate. You should feel, you know, comfortable enough to pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't lie. I have spoken to a couple of, like, my male friends. Okay. And they do feel, some of them do feel uncomfortable if you have, like, a male trainer. Okay. Not necessarily because of the woman. Yeah. But because they can't trust, the they guy. feel like they can't trust the guy. However, for that to be your initial response to, you know, your woman or your partner coming to tell you that I want to, you know, work on my physical health, it's a bit bit of a red flag. More so not necessarily the content, but like if that's the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah. And not to just have a rational conversation about, okay, can she just be a woman? Like, can the personal trainer be a woman? Exactly this. And it's actually perfectly fine to say something along the lines of, I'm really excited for you. I'm really happy that you're taking your physical health seriously. Um, obviously the decision lies with you, yeah. but it does make me feel uncomfortable that you've decided to pick a male trainer. Yeah. I think that sounds reasonable. Very sane. But the whole other men are touching you sounds very possessive to me. Very possessive, very, very possessive. jealous, um, and a bit controlling. Just a t- And that's not the energy we try to give off. Exactly this. Yeah. And I think that, look, when it comes to deciding whether a relationship is worth pursuing, mm. you need to make sure that you're compatible on your values first. Yes. And then you know, then when, you know, you've decided that there is compatibility there, you can compromise. Yeah. Values are not something that you should compromise at on all. at all. And I think it's the dis- making the distinction between like values and correctable traits is really, really important. Values... They can change, but they take a long time to change. Probably longer than the span. Exactly. Probably longer than the span of your relationship. 100%. So I think it really reminds me of the fact that, you know, the whole conversation that women have around potential, right? Like, Mm. oh, should I invest in his potential? Should I, you know, like, whilst I'm glowing and growing, should I just be invested? Listen, this is not a Bob the Builder uh, situation. This ain't Build a Bear. This ain't Build a Man. By all means, you should be investing in your partner and you should be, you know, um, helping them along their goals. But at the same time, you need to make sure that there is a foundation there already that exists outside of you. And you need to understand that you need to ascertain whether your values are in alignment for that building to actually work. Mm. It's like trying to build a house of cards, right? Or like trying to build um, a house on a really really shaky foundation yeah. if the foundational principles are not there you can build as much as you like sis when the weather when the wind blows that's it it all falls down it all falls down so for me i think there's some red flags there and i think you've seen them of course and feelings and the fact that he's a nice guy will not stop the cracks appearing five, 10 years down the line. In fact, you'll get to a point in the relationship where you actually start to resent the person. Big facts. And then it won't even be a case of, oh, should I break this guy's heart? But you're also breaking your own heart and the people, um, the ramifications of that decision, right? I think it's it's like ripping off a Band-Aid or like- Quick and clean. Exactly. Or stitching up a wound as soon as it opens. It's going to hurt but you'll heal yeah. much, much more quickly yeah. than if you leave the wound to fester and yeah. get infested. Yeah. Then it's a whole, you got gangrene, sis. You know, you got an infection. But Miss Courtney, I would love to hear what you have to you say. You know what? No, you've touched on it. Like the, I think the element that I wanted to touch on 
is exactly what you said. Mm. You've seen the red flags. <laughs> you, I feel like your tone and said, said email, you want to break up with this man. Okay. And that's okay. And I get exactly what she's saying. I think the heart of it is she's trying to convince herself mm-hmm. that maybe she's making a bad decision or maybe she's asking for too much mm-hmm. because he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. Oftentimes we think we're breaking up with people mm-hmm. and the breakup is because they're unbearable. It could simply be because of incompatibility, yeah, right? Yeah. I think we, we're we looking for reasons to be like, oh, like, do I have, like, maybe there's enough reason to stay. Mm. This isn't, he's not the only person in the world, exactly right? This. But also in terms of, I've bec- like what she said, I've become selfish with my efforts, resources and time. Um, I think what's important is in helping somebody else go through a journey of self-improvement, there has to first be a willingness from the the person you can only help people as much as they want to be helped and i think in this situation if you've had you know honest conversations with him first of all if he wants to engage in those conversations Mm. but if you are having honest conversations with him and what he's revealing to you is that he has no intentions of working and no desires on working on himself right Mm. because you can tell somebody like oh why don't you you know invest your money like this or do thinking that yeah i'm trying to build a man but if that man doesn't want to be built bobiana take (laughs) your tools go back to your home be going and have a good night's sleep (laughs) because some people don't want to be helped this is true and you can't force it either and what's important in this situation is to to, I think, have a conversation that lets him know, maybe you're just at different stages mm, right now. Mm-hmm, and, you know, you you look, because I know a lot of, when I hear a lot of guys who have become a bit reckless and ruthless in their approach to women, it's often because a situation like this happened. Maybe mm. they were a nice guy, mm. but not everything was patterned up. And then a girl came, broke his heart, quote unquote, and now he's turned into a future savage. junior, a literal savage, right? This is not your responsibility and it's not anything you should feel guilty about. I think what's important is to realize you're not breaking his heart. You're actually making a rational decision Mm. of having to step away from a relationship. You're not telling him he can never speak to you again and there is no future prospect for you to ever get back together. You're just saying where you are right now, where I am right now, we're actually not helpful for each other. Um, Because like Renee was saying, I could potentially end up resenting you and you could potentially end up getting extremely frustrated with me because there's no room to compromise here because you're asking me to compromise. For example, the female trainer thing, that's a compromise, right? Mm -hmm. But telling or getting somebody to kind of renounce things that are really important to them, like you said, values, that's a huge ask of someone, which I think is heartbreaking in itself. So at the end of the day, if you're not compatible with each other, sis, you just got to let him go. I can't tell you how to break up with him though. I feel like it's one of them. You just got to have a very awkward, but very sober conversation about we're not compatible for each other. And I don't mm. think right now we are compatible for each other. There may, I mean, everyone always cusses me when I always leave room for um, hope. Yeah. I, like during a breakup, I always leave room for hope. Because it, it, it eases my feelings. Sorry for this man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry no, but it for kind this of eases man. my feelings. Mm. Like, you know, it's we're just saying not right now. Yeah, but then it's, it will impact your capacity to engage with other people too why 
in this whole not right now. Some people are the kind of folks that, oh, she said not right now, so I'm just going to work on myself and come back. Yeah, that's fine. But then should that be the reason that you go and like work on yourself? Everyone needs a motivating factor. It can't be me. We're not together. <laughs> oh, no, I hear that though. But I think it's perfectly fine for a man to say, you know what? I realize I want to be with you. I'm not a man though. So I might be romanticizing this in my head. Mm-hmm. I want to be with you. And you're telling me that I need to change in some areas yeah. in order to have you. Maybe he considers her to be that one that he wants. And so he's going to go off and change and improve in those areas. I get that your primary reason shouldn't be for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're going to talk about it later in this e- episode, talking about being internally versus externally motivated. But if that I am one of your motivating factors, mm-hmm. I did it not end up for good. I'm screaming. <laughs> because what else do you expect? He's not... What if this guy, okay, so I'm kind of going to flip the scenario. Yeah? yeah. Sorry, me and Renee always have these scenario situations. Yeah. What if the guy, they break up yeah. and he does go off and work on himself and yeah. then come back and be like, you know what? Losing you made me realize I needed to pattern up and I've patterned up. But would he then also be accepting of the fact that she may have moved on? This is it. This, so yeah, you have to, yeah. But me saying there's an open window for opportunity, it just means I'm never gonna not going to talk to you again. Mm. Like I'm not throwing you out of my life. I'm just yeah. saying like, to be in this position in my life, we can be friends, but to be in this position of my life, of my boyfriend or my partner, that comes with responsibilities that you're not looking like you want to bear. So you're not going to be in this position. Mm-hmm. Someone, else, mm-hmm. someone else might come and be in that position. Yeah. And once they're there, you've got to respect that. The position is filled. It's like when you go to a job interview. Yeah. You don't have the qualifications to be in this role that you're interviewing for. So you go off, you get the qualifications, you improve your experiences. What if you then return back to the same establishment and someone else has that job now? You can't throw a fit. You go and find the position somewhere else. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, happy days if you come back and the position is still open. That's just how life works. I guess so. But then... You can't be possessive. Yeah. You can't be possessive. Yeah. This is someone's destiny. I mean, I think it it really varies though. It depends on the person. Some people are crazy. This is it. Some folks will come back and be like, no, but I'm going to do anything that I can do to win you back. That's not what... That's manipulation though. Or they become... You know, the next future or Nick Cannon. Yeah, you ain't going to be... Do- Not Nick Cannon. Why you got to... I had to say that? something, girl. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear that. Yeah. I just a- think... I think for the part of the girl, mm. she needs to let go of any if she does feel any responsibility for what happens after their breakup yes and i think that's That's very difficult that's difficult for girls to do because if you cared for this person and invested in this person even though you've broken up and you may have said you know not right now there will still be a part of you even if you do like manage to you know navigate a friendship and stuff like that there will still be a part of you that cares for the person and if the other person it's very much banking on the fact that this person can a respect boundaries b respect you and c respect themselves (laughs) (laughs) to to be able to navigate that boundary and actually relegate themselves back down to friend or acquaintance and that sometimes can be really difficult yeah so it depends on where you're at with the you know the guy you may need like a temporary cooling off period Mm -hmm. or something like that um but i think it's positive to think that, you know, you can spin around a breakup and like use the 
you know, break up as motivation. Mm. But I think that would be too optimistic for a lot of folks mm. in the sense that, yeah, there's some healing that needs to yeah. that take place, 100. especially in like today's society. I don't know if you've seen all of the like really... God forgive me, but funny like storylines of guys that are like, this girl broke my heart. Mm. And then I went off to become a millionaire and look at where she went and stuff like that. There are some folks that actually actively fantasize about your downfall because you've broken Mm. up with them. So I think treading that post, if you do decide to break up with a person, treading that post breakup relationship very, very carefully is going to be key to like success. That's wise, yeah. However you guys end up, whether you end up back together, whether you don't, just making sure the boundaries are clear, making sure that there's respect all around and making sure that you prioritize your own internal healing first. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's very true. Like, yeah, you're not, it's not your responsibility. I think it's it's about observing behavior as well. And Mm. everyone has to take responsibility for the way that they grow and move on. And like you said, heal from breakups. Mm. How he heals is actually none of your business. It's absolutely not even a little bit. But I think also observe his behavior in terms of, like you said, if you, if boundaries are being crossed, then you know you've got to, you know, put him further away then. Mm. Boundaries are all about, are you meeting the standard that is allowed for you to cross this boundary? Exactly. If you're not, you're not crossing the boundary. And if you try to, you start committing an offense. You need to move. (laughs) <laughs> not an offense uh-huh. but that's what boundaries are this is true boundaries yeah, are do you meet the criteria right. to cross this boundary if you don't meet it and you cross it it's you're in error and i'm going to have to there's consequences for that goodbye <laughs> but anyway that's what this dilemma is really interesting but we want to know actually what advice would you give our mm. good sis in sa um about this situation because i think a lot of us have kind of been there yeah, you meet a nice guy sure. but he's not up to par he's just not there it's all right. It always works out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it just works out. We all not be in a Facts. That's you, okay. You've got to be all right with that, sis. Your good, your good one is coming for sure. Um, but yeah, we hope that helped you. If you ever want to send us a dilemma, you can do so by emailing us at hello at com. You can also send us a message on Instagram at to my sisterhood, and we'll probably en- answer it in episodes to come. Yeah. But to jump into today's episode. Yeah, I'm really where, happy about this one. Yes, glowing up, leveling yeah, up. I've been seeing so much content around it, which I've actually really been enjoying. Mm. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk, you know, here in these, you know, episodes and in our conversations, we're always honest. Mm-hmm. We're always real about the realities of certain situations. I think sometimes with leveling up, a lot of women look at it. It's kind of a romanticized concept. And a lot of it is also fueled, bec- like I was saying about Sierra, for example, level up. A lot of it is fueled by if I level up, then yeah. I'll be able to um, basically attract a great partner. Uh, that's oftentimes the framing that I see with it. But we don't want to talk about it from that angle today. Yeah. I want to give practical tips on growing up physically, mentally and spiritually, um, but also give the real truth about what it means to do that and how sometimes it can co- it can cause I guess emotional stress or sometimes mental turmoil is the only way I can really think about it. (laughs) So, and and I'm talking about dealing with things like impatience, discovering that maybe you don't have as much discipline as you want to. How do you cultivate that? Um, But also how to strike the balance between, like we were saying with the dilemma, being internally and externally motivated. Mm. So we're going to journey through all of that. But I wanted to first know and talk about what does it mean to level up? Yeah. And how important is it to realize 
that you have to level up at your own pace yeah rather than kind of looking at other people and trying mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. and almost compete mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. lost weight she's upped her money or she just got another degree yeah. now i've got to level up yeah. is that really healthy talk to us about that oh leveling up um so for me leveling up as i was growing up it talk many different definitions mm. so before it used to be a comparative thing where yeah. I would compare myself to other folks and it's like oh this person has done this so that means I must do this or this person in my community has done X, yeah. Y, Z therefore I must and she hasn't got two heads she hasn't got two heads <laughs> we're from the same place you know and yeah. now levelling up to me put simply is becoming the best version of myself mm. but and what does that mean? that's defined by me mm. I think this is where it gets a bit tricky because we often define find what our best version is by our proximity or our comparing ourselves to other people yeah for me being my best self means that i am happy Mm. i am healthy and i am wealthy i am rich i am there i am is that dolce (laughs) who's that anyway i am healthy i am wealthy i am rich have you seen those memes that are like oh you attract what you fear ah wealth i'm afraid of wealth (laughs) you scare me so much (laughs) Oh my god, happiness. I don't want to look at you. Cometh to me. No, cometh to me. Cometh to me. Hashtag manifesting. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what how I divine my process of leveling up. Yeah. And that took me a while to get there because I I honestly didn't understand like what the process would look like, what that would mean to me. So I think in order to level up, you need to go through the process of defining what that means for you, Mm. what that looks like for you and what the ramifications are of that too. So I think it's very much internally defined. Obviously there are other factors that may go into it. So for example, me being a Christian, very, very much rooted in my faith or, you know, um, there may be a couple of like cultural norms or a couple of things that I, like goals that I have. Yeah. But it always starts internally first. You need to define what does your best version of yourself look like. Yeah. And it, for me, even the process, like, Every so often I will sit down and actually redefine it because sometimes your experiences change. Sometimes, you know, um, things change and your values change, but making sure that you do that regularly just so that you're on track and you know exactly what that means like means to you is super, super important. So that's how I would define leveling up, Mm. at least for me. Um, As for the actual process of doing that, it's not fun. (laughs) That I think was a serious thing. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. And I love how you touched on the fact that sometimes we romanticize it, right? Leveling up is great. Like, you know, even the fact, even the phrase we use, right? Glowing and growing. Glowing and growing. Okay, sometimes it's ugly. Fun, <laughs> glowing and growing looks like stitches sometimes. Blood and cuts everywhere. It's not always pretty. It's not always, you know, you know the vibes. Yeah. It's not always getting a nice aloe vera plant and popping it in your room. Honestly, growing. Plant it's mom. like, plant, plant mom. Hashtag plant mom. You it's know, this new ugly. stage in my life. It doesn't always look like that. Sometimes it looks like, you know, you cried in your bedroom at God knows what hour yeah. because you've realised that there's something that's really yeah. off about your character. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Man. It sucks. You stink. Not you stink. Your character stinks. It's a truth sometimes we have to accept. <laughs> I love that you said that because I think one thing that people 
forget about growth is that growth is painful mm-hmm. that there when you're stretched this is sounding like a motivational talk come on now no thank you but Preacher, when you're Courtney, like on, you but know. on a real though when you're stretching yourself to to literally because it's like what we're doing with like physical training your yeah, body yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're trying to transform your body like um grow muscle lose fat all of that it takes strenuous work like your body is actually communicating to you i'm tired i'm in pain when you lift like you you're lifting right pb is what currently i can do 110 for five reps come 110 kilograms but if you were to up to 120 right or Mm -hmm. when you were hitting 110 Mm -hmm. yeah your body was probably thinking, you are trying to kill me. <laughs> Put this weight down, ma'am. <laughs> Honestly, and the thing is, oh, and everything else in your body, your legs, your muscles are all telling you we're tired. We've been, we've, we've been stretched. And in order to really grow in strength and in capacity and mm-hmm. to transform yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to put yourself through things which are frankly quite painful yeah and i think sometimes we in romanticizing the glow up and leveling up we forget that this isn't about aesthetics mm-hmm. and this isn't just about mm-hmm. posting trophies this is actually a journey which constantly has you reevaluating yourself it can be emotionally draining and these aren't negative things these are the realities of life yeah it's going to have to you're going to have to identify your weaknesses and you're going to have to commit to something and i'm going to be vulnerable and transparent sometimes committing to something is what hugely reveals to me that i'm a little bit mad like the impatience starts to pop out. Mm-hmm. I start to get frustrated with myself. I, and, and you start to see your actual, in, your internal thoughts towards yourself. Exactly. You're thinking exactly. what this person, like you first mentioned, this person has been able to achieve X, Y, Z. What about me? Why mm-hmm. am I struggling so much? And I think it's sometimes because a lot of the times in this uh leveling up journey people don't post the fact that it can be quite depressing to think that i'm putting in all this work and maybe i haven't got as much change as i want or the reality of success Mm -hmm. that grinding hard getting that degree you know making that million pound company whatever it took sleepless nights you've lost your edges you you, maybe your relationships have broken down whatever it may be it's not been easy Mm. or getting that marriage or getting that um to that child right you may have gone through so many different things but you've had to be disciplined and you've had to keep growing you've had to keep growing and going even in the midst of pain Mm -hmm. we need to talk about that especially as women because Mm. we are the ones who find it not even we everyone Mm shall like everyone can make it look so easy everyone can make leveling up you've got the nice pink journal you've got your nice nice you know gym set you're you know posting i'm just so happy to god for taking me through this journey i am you know changing or you know i i am wealthy i am healthy you know all of that (laughs) stuff but what does when you go home and mm-hmm. you you get into your bed and you might have to cry yourself to sleep yep. or you're frustrated at the lack of progress? What do you do? Mm-mm-mm. I have so much to say on that. First Please. of all, um, I think that gym and like exercise is actually a fantastic analogy for the whole glowing and growing mm. process. Well, this could because, actually segue us yeah. into talking about glowing up physically mm-hmm. and. and mm-hmm. You know, in, in material stuff, we go talk about money. We all talk about the money. Health and wealth. Health yeah, and wealth. so talk to us about that. Um, so common for the sisters um, is around 
body composition, right? Mm. Everybody wants to have a specific shape or everyone wants to like lose weight, it seems, or everyone wants to like gain a booty and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. If we're going to take like, for example, weight loss, that's the like best example. Yeah. Most people think that when you commit to the journey of losing weight, it's a linear process. Mm. So when you go and weigh yourself every single week, you've lost a pound, you lo- you've lost two pounds, you've lost three. In reality, when you commit to weight loss you might find a week or two where you gain weight. Yeah. You might find a week or two where, you know, the weight loss has plateaued or stagnated. And the thing is, when you zoom out, you realize overall you've lost weight and Mm. there's change of in body composition that you need to actually account for. Mm. But if you were to hone in on like a weekly basis, you'd find it going up and down, zigzags. And I think that's such a beautiful analogy for the glowing and grow, like whatever process, exactly the journey in that it's not going to be linear. There will be some times where you have to take two steps backward in order to take more steps forward. It's like the crypto market is at the moment. <laughs> you got to zoom out of that graph. You have to zoom out. No, but six, well, sometimes home. we've zoomed out and there's no hope. There's no hope. <laughs> All is well to anyone with a crypto wallet out there, we're praying for you. Sis. It is well. Mentally, I've been trying to hold, hold. myself together. You got to hold. I've been trying to hold myself together, but guys, I'm, I'm this close to breaking. <laughs> This close, but it's okay. We figured there in the end. Um, So yeah, I think that understanding that the journey, when you commit to something, Mm. it's not going to be a linear journey. It will only be linear when you zoom out and look at your progress over a couple of weeks. And the point of zooming in is not to criticize, but it's more so to understand if I am plateauing, what can I do to continue making this robust? So how do I adapt to change? Um, So perspective is really key when it comes to like journeying. Mm. As for the physical glow up, that one is tough. We've spoken about like things that we've gone through physically as well, like in terms of body dysmorphia, eating disorders, the way that we see our body. I would say, particularly for all of the women that are listening to this, when it comes to your health and how you feel about yourself physically, I want you to be the best version of yourself physically. I don't want you to take a picture. By all means, you can have like inspos and fitspos and all of that good stuff. I want you to have an image of yourself. This is it. In your mind. This is it. When you are training physically. (sighs) What does, like, what do you look like at your best? This is it. And that is your goal. And that should be your goal. So like the whole comparative thing, right? That is the problem. Like, we need to center ourselves in our journey of glowing up. And it sounds so mad because you'd think that people would do that by virtue of going on the journey. But so often do we put other people, we think of other people. Do you think that me going to the gym and I'm thinking, oh, I need to lift heavy. I need to put somebody else's like image in my mind for me to to lift heavy. But people use that as a motivating factor. I Mm. want to look like her. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's okay. It can play... It can work in some it instances, it can. but psychologically, I don't think it's the no, healthiest no, 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 thing. No, no. Not even a little Exactly bit. like you said, like you are centering someone else in your life as in a position of perfection mm-hmm. that you are um, aspiring to. Ultimately, you're not trying to morph yourself into somebody else. You're trying to be you. And you've got to spend enough time discovering and investing 
in yourself. Absolutely. Like not other people. Because so Absolutely. many of us, in, especially in the celebrity culture, influencer world we're living in, mm-hmm. are, most of our time sometimes can be spent investing in other people's mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. looking into other people's lives. What are their journeys Bruh. saying? I'm supporting them. How about supporting yourself? How about actually discovering? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know why that felt like an attack, but you know when it's like, damn, I need to but, but how about supporting yourself? Like mm. realizing... This person isn't the pinnacle of beauty. Nope. This person, like, I remember having a conversation with someone back in university and um, we were talking about guys and stuff. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about a guy that she liked. And I was like, oh, but, you know, his current girlfriend or love interest. Yeah. Like, she's this, she's that, she's this. Yeah, but I'm all those things too, just in a different way. And I thought to myself, you know what, you're so right. Like, it's so easy to make somebody uh, the 100 Mm. and then measure yourself according to that scale. So maybe, you know, maybe I'm like a 42. Yeah. If she's 100, I'm a 42. Mm -hmm. But you're 100 too. You just got to figure out how to get to what your 100 looks like. Absolutely. Sometimes we need to reframe our thinking about that though and that's why being externally motivated is a tightrope you've got to walk very carefully it's a tightrope because even when we think about externalities right yeah those things change a hundred percent what is looking think of all the folks that get like for example and this is not to put down anyone that does decide they want to get plastic surgery or have plastic surgery but what is seen as desirable changes throughout the ages so you will go ahead and get something because you're so externally motivated like get something done only for you to be shelved in the next 10 years because now it's big bums it's not you know big breasts you're not on and vice versa it's literally you're not on trend and it's just like when you think about, you know, what are other people going to think about me mm. or like, how can I get myself looking like X, Y, Z? It's mm. not genetically possessory. <laughs> it's so, not genetically. Okay. No, it's not, Courtney. It's not. I need, I, I need the sisters to understand this. It's, it's not genetically possible for you to look like anybody else. And I think that even when we're thinking about a physical glow up, I want you to start with what do I already have that I like? Yeah. Because we often go in with the mindset of like, what do I need to change? I could change this. I yeah, could change I hate this. this about myself. And really fall. This is a theme that will um, continue to cover in all aspects of glowing up. Yeah. But you need to fall in love with the process. It sounds so basic. It's something that people have talked about. Sounds so cliche. So cliche. But I think because we've romanticized the process, people are not really deep in that. You've got to fall in love with yourself and the process, even when the tornadoes hit. Come on. I I think it's not even because we romanticize the process. I think we romanticize the result and we erase the process. Mm -hmm. The process is completely erased. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) People will tell you, no, it's a journey, but they don't show you that journey. And when we talk about the journey, we're not just talking about, you know, the good times. Mm-hmm. It's the bad times. It's the too, bad times you know? too. And so when you start experience the when you start experiencing the bad times, it's easy to think you're down on your luck. It just never works for you. Um, everyone else has it better, make like everyone has it better than you mm-hmm. do. You're mm-hmm. the one who always mm-hmm. has a hard time. Nah, it's just people aren't always showing that part. And they don't have to show that part, but it's good for you to know that you're not the only one going through the dark days, the sad days, feeling like, especially in the physical aspect, I haven't lost as much as I wanted to lose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or maybe my money is dipping, I haven't hit my savings target. Absolutely. Those things are normal. So it's about going into the bigger picture, zooming out and realizing, are you closer to where you want to be Mm -hmm. than you were last week mm-hmm. or last year mm-hmm. or whenever you last checked you know are you close and I think also not checking yourself as often yeah. but like you're saying actually 
immersing yourself in the process in the journey yeah, yeah. of actually discovering am i doing better than i was before? exactly this and like just zooming out as well like we often like find ourselves really really zoomed in on the minutia and the yeah. details of everything um and just to carry on with the whole analogy of like losing weight for mm. example the fact that we'll be checking ourselves every week and be thinking that you know how come I haven't lost weight this week? Or like, you know, <laughs> expecting it to be a linear journey yeah. when sometimes the journey looks like zigzags. Yeah, and yeah. that's actually fine because when you zoom out in the grand scheme of things, you're making progress. You're making and progress. And that's okay. And that's what, in fact, that's what matters. That's actually what matters. So then I guess let's move on to talking about glowing up mentally, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to mental glow ups obviously we can talk about increasing your knowledge and like learning new stuff but i think it's also about really investing in your emotional well-being right how do you grow glow up emotionally emotionally well the first thing that you can do to glow up emotionally is to check out our episode on generational trauma (laughs) Um, <laughs> ad breaks, you know, we, we just try to you know, drop some things in there. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think it's great that you've started with emotionally because mm. often we start with the whole knowledge thing, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I don't know enough, therefore yeah. I'm not glowing up. Yeah, or like I need to, you know, read books to get smarter, yeah. you know, all of those challenges, like you know, read 52 books in, <laughs> in a, a year, year to be a, a CEO, grandmaster, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. When really our emotional responses, particularly because we are emotional beings, mm. are just as important. Mm. So, in terms of emo- emotional glow ups, the first thing that I would encourage anyone to do is to actually understand yourself. Yeah. And that's why I signposted and flagged the generational trauma episode, because in that we talk about the fact that there are certain emotional responses that you may have that you you don't understand mm. and it's important to understand where the root cause of these things are yeah. before you can build on top of it so good. so emotionally how do you handle specific situations a glow up could very well be you deciding to you know be a nicer person <laughs> or very much you know and not even thinking about like how you engage emotionally with others but also how do you engage emotionally and mentally with, with yourself? yourself like what are the things and what are the truths that you are telling yourself. Mm. Like, how do you speak to yourself and engage with yourself when nobody is around? Yes. Uh, This is the thing. I think taking time, when we're talking about investing in yourself, I think it's important to emphasize, you need to start investing your time and your energy into you, right? Mm. Like, one thing about me, and this is just obviously we're always honest and transparent and vulnerable when we're around here is, I have no, like I've discovered about myself. I have no issues investing in my work, in my businesses and stuff like that. When it comes to investing in myself, Mm. I often, like my mom always used to say this thing growing up, Courtney, you don't have time for yourself. And I never used to get it because I'm thinking I spend 24 seven with myself. But ultimately, as I've grown up, I'm starting to realize I don't actually give myself enough time Mm -hmm. for myself, right? Not just like giving myself time to learn stuff so that my output is better, but rather do I spend enough time just sitting down and dealing with my own thoughts? Do I spend enough time cleaning my living space do I spend enough time or do I view this these things as selfish or insignificant Mm. right do I spend enough time making my own food and Mm. and making meals for myself do I spend enough time showing myself that I care about me yeah 
Because you can spend time with friends because you understand, I need to spend time with my family. I need to spend time with my friends for them to know I care. But we don't, and it's not just about spending time with yourself. Mm. It's about spending time caring for yourself, right? Mm. And whatever way that looks like, I'm not just talking about face masks and all of that. I'm actually talking about, do you spend like, these days I go to the gym and I am unapologetic about the time that I'm spending exercising. I'm not rushing myself to do it because this is my time investing in myself. Mm. If I'm going to take time and take myself out to eat or even even just make yeah. myself lunch, make myself dinner, make myself breakfast and spend time doing that and not thinking of that time as time wasted, mm. especially in this hyper-capitalist world where everything is work-oriented. Yeah. For me, investing time in yourself to show yourself that you care. And I love that you said um, what you said about the internal monologue thing. The way you talk to yourself, your self-talk is so important. I often think if I spoke to you, the way sometimes I speak to myself, you wouldn't be my friend. No. I can tell you that. (laughs) In fact, you would call the police. I would. I would be called... Hello, officer? I would be called a negligent abuser. (laughs) It's it's really bad sometimes. Like, my internal monologue can be vicious. Mm. And one thing that I've been learning (laughs) recently, my friend Beverly, Beverly from Life of Layfield, please go and check them out here on YouTube. Um, She got me to take an Enneagram test, which is a personality test, which basically drags you for filth. Um, (laughs) And it has... I'm literally in an identity crisis Mm -hmm. from this test. Yeah. It was basically telling me that, you know, first of all, the word workaholic apparently was made for people like me. And yes, I do work a lot. Yes. Wow, that yes was very loud. Yes. I do work a lot, but... I've got to learn to start investing my time in myself and seeing that as not just an investment that, and seeing that not just as an investment that has to reap a huge yield, but actually because I love myself Mm. and that I care about myself. Mm. Also, what I've discovered is it's very easy for me to put my, um, my self-worth and my value in the way other people see me. Yeah. And the way they approve of me or the way they affirm me. And what I found so interesting was, you know about love languages. Most yeah, people yeah. know about love languages. My lang- love languages are quality time and words of affirmation. Two of the biggest things I don't cultivate in myself. And what I started to realize is, it's so easy to go and search for other people mm. to give you what you deny yourself. I saw this really powerful tweet that said, speak your love language to yourself. Mm. It's so easy to search for, especially romantic relationships and latch onto people because they give you what you deny yourself. And it's the thing that you actually need. Mm -hmm. Why don't I give myself quality time? Why do I view that as a waste of time? And why don't I I give myself serious words of affirmation Mm. and talk to myself with positive Mm -hmm, mm self-talk? But I expect that from other people. Why do I expect other people to recognize my value? but I don't treat myself as though I'm valuable in those areas. When you say it, it sounds mad. And that's because it is. It's It's crazy. It's actually crazy. I love the fact that you called it negligent behavior because it is negligent. Negligent No, it is. is. It's it's abusive. (laughs) Honestly. And we live in a world where because a lot of our functions are based on work or Mm. the opinions of other people, when you remove yourself from these situations, suddenly you're in a place where you're just like, so what? do I mean Mm. like do I mean anything like why I love the fact that you're talking about the fact that sometimes spending time with yourself 
seems like a waste of time a because you are yourself. Time. It's like Inception. Like, what, why? <laughs> like, why why am I hanging out with me if I'm me yeah. all the time? I'm not jumping in <laughs> into anybody's body. This isn't but flipping <laughs> Freaky Friday. <laughs> but it's very much about being intentional with your time and what does yeah. that time mean to you? Yeah. So for me, my love languages are, well, my top one is quality time mm. as well. And it's only like more, more recently that I've been super, super intentional about spending time with me, doing things that I like, turning off my phone. Like my do not disturb um, on my phone is on from 9 p.m. Yeah. in the evening till 12 p.m. the following day. <laughs> big big matter, you can't get hold of it. You can <laughs> Unless you are an important person, she's not going Unless to you are an emergency or favorite yeah. contact, you will not get a hold of me. I don't care yeah. if, listen, your house could be breaking down. <laughs> unless we're close friends, unless we're I'm close for business at this current we are time. Close for business. Yeah. And the peace, it means that I can really focus on how I'm feeling, what mm. I'm thinking, and all of that good stuff. And I think, in terms of leveling up mentally, one of the best things that you can do is to first of all, focus on spending intentional time with yourself yes. or whatever like your love language is or whatever you feel like you're giving out to other people. Like one of the things that I always know on Twitter is, you know, sisters that will be coming on and saying, you know, I'm, I don't understand why everybody else, I'm giving up so much love, mm. giving up so much care and I never get it reciprocated because you haven't done it to yourself first. You haven't. You know those folks that really love to characterize themselves as like, I'm a giver. <laughs> no, no. I love to give. I'm a, I'm a giver. giver. <laughs> How would you describe yourself? I love I'm to so give. sorry, why? <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly how it is. I'm They'll be, giver. I'm a giver. It's the, the shrug. The sh because you know you're giving all of yourself. It's true. It's true, but you to your own detriment. And you'll You're be out here deficit. saying that, oh my goodness, you know, so many people take advantage of me because I'm a giver. The common denominator is you. You have no boundaries because you don't think you're valuable. Ooh. I said what I said and I meant it when I said it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're close for business here. Um, we're going to be passing the offering basket. No, um, but on a real though. On a real, oftentimes we give so, and sometimes it's because we're giving so much of ourselves mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. prove that we're valuable. Exactly. And sometimes it's so prideful, right? It's the whole, oh, look at how much I can give to this person. Thank you. Sometimes the, the fundamentals and the foundations of our selflessness is selfishness. Do you even have time to go into that one today, Courtney? Because some of us will be out here. Look at how much I gave my boyfriend. I gave him everything. I get, you know, I bought him a car. I gave him X, Y, Z. He's only purchased you socks. Because you were using how much you could give to prove to yourself how valuable you thought you were. He's only given you socks. Well. But if you base your entire existence around how much you can give, why is it that you can't give to yourself too? Mm. Why is it like, I literally wrote an article on why being selfish is good. In the description. Yeah, you guys need to check it out. And not on like a tip of, I think it's like amazing, mm. but I think it's a good reminder that sometimes the art of giving, you need to practice it on yourself first, mm. just so that you know what it feels like, mm. as well as you can establish firm boundaries as to when you're giving too much. Yes. Like you said, Courtney, I think you put it so perfectly. Some of us are giving because we don't think we're valuable. 
That's the metric. Mm. That's the metric we use to determine our value is how much we can give. Yeah. Everything. And prove your value in people's lives. Exactly. I think a huge thing in terms of investing in yourself emotionally, you need to go to therapy, sis, right? Oh, yeah. Explore. Link is in the description. You know, we've got 10% off your first month. So you could just dip your feet into it, get started on that journey. But therapy has really helped me understand, especially if you go back and you watch our generational trauma episode, you'll realize that what we're talking about is unlearning certain behaviors which you said this earlier Mm. you put it so beautifully your behaviors and the efforts that you're making right now will echo through space and time if you don't spend time actually investing in yourself emotionally and taking the time actually pausing life to assess why am i here how did i get here where am i trying to go and how do i get there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you don't walk that through with actual conscious Mm -hmm. purposeful what do we call it um intentional effort it's not going to happen accidentally absolutely just because you desire to glow up and level up and stuff like this it takes deep rooted work painful work that is really kind of sometimes emotionally draining but also it's rewarding but it's not pretty it's really not pretty it definitely definitely isn't and It was funny because I was literally just thinking of like my mother as you were speaking Mm. because she's very, I love her to death. She is so compassionate. Yes, mama. To the point of like, she will put another person before her well-being. Mm. And I think that's definitely a trait that I've inherited from her. Right. But the problem is sometimes that can go a bit too far in the sense of like, as we were talking about like giving and stuff like that, right? Being very intentional about understanding what are your limits, Mm. not just boundaries, but also what's the limit? What's the... We can't go past yeah, this one, or else, or else we have to call in, you know, <laughs> the police. <laughs> People crossing these we boundaries, call, you know, exactly. So being 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 very intentional about understanding and being proactive with mm. setting those boundaries before something bad does happen. Yes. And one of my mother's favorite sayings is prevention is always better than the cure. I love that saying. To this day, it's like one of my favorite sayings. How can you prevent these things from happening? What are the preventative measures you can take to ensure that these things don't happen, not just in your time, Mm. but in the times after you? Because as Courtney was saying, there are repercussions that will ripple across space and time. Mm. Not your space and not your time, maybe, Mm. but somebody else. How can you set up a oh what's the word for it you know like in a race how can you set up a really good handover to the Mm. person coming up after you how can you pass the baton how can you make sure that somebody has a head start yeah and often we think about this in materialistic terms of like wealth and you know all these possessions you can pass down but your mind and your spirit those are the things that people are born with. Like, so how can good. you make sure that you're investing in yourself such so that good. somebody else does not have a problem 10 years, 20, 30, down 100 years down the line? So good. So then I guess a question from that is, how do you balance, especially as, as two women of faith, as Christians, right? How do you balance selflessness mm-hmm. and self-care? Mm-hmm. Because one thing that's mm-hmm. really important like you were saying, you need to make self-care a daily practice. Yeah. Like every day you need to put effort, not a getaway trip, not, no, you need to make self-care a daily principle in your life. But how do you do that without falling into self-preservation, selfishness in a toxic way? I love me. Yeah, I (laughs) I love love me. And you can't, you can't mess with my, how do you, um, you feng shui? 
Yeah, feng shui. <laughs> feng shui. All this energy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. at the same, we, we were talking, there's a episode we did. I can't remember. I think it was getting over heartbreak or something yeah. like that. And I was talking about how people can sometimes build walls and not boundaries. How do you live a life that is full of self-care, mm-hmm. right? And loving self-love yep. without keeping people out mm-hmm. because of fear of them hurting you. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sometimes when you t- people talk about boundaries, yep. some people build boundaries to a point where it's like, how can you function in community with this many boundaries? <laughs> how do you let people in? You ain't letting people you ain't, in. This ain't boundaries. <laughs> you are in a fort. You have built yourself. Not a fort. A fort. <laughs> Like <laughs> but yeah, how how do you balance self care and self love? Mm. Um, I'm sorry, no. How do you balance self care and self love with not selflessness, being se- yeah. selflessness? You know, I think that <clears throat> I mean, being women of faith, examine the heart. Mm. Where is the root of all of these actions and the things that you're doing? Right, because even thinking about something like selflessness. Being or manifesting what looks like selflessness sometimes actually comes from a place of selfishness. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people, like we yeah, spoke about we it, just, exactly, yeah. as we were saying, where giving is not necessarily about the other person, but more so a validation metric for ourselves. It's all about your motives, your intentions, yeah. and being very, very proactive about examining yourself. Yeah. I think. Listen, this is Courtney's favorite term, self-awareness. Self-awareness. You need to know yourself in order to be able to enact self-love as well as selflessness. Both of the words have self in them. (laughs) Some of y'all don't know yourself. You can't enact nothing. That's a good point. You are stranger to yourself. You are stranger to yourself. So something that looks like self-love to you could be self-abuse. Something that looks selfless to you could be selfishness. So I think really we need to start with who am I? Yeah. Doing the deep work of understanding who oneself is. Yeah. And then understanding what are my motivations for doing certain things. Yeah. So I think in that I guess dichotomy, because I think selflessness actually flows from knowing thyself and yeah. flows from self-love. Yeah. Because how can you be selfless if you don't show yourself love in the first yeah. place? See, this is something that I actually learned from you. We had a conversation last year and I was really struggling with this idea of how do you balance self-care but not being selfish, especially mm. if as people who believe living a sacrificial, selfless life is really important to the human experience. And I you said something, which is I pour into myself so that I can pour into others. Right. And you were saying how, if I'm going to give to you, I have to invest in myself what Mm. I can give to you. Right. So the whole reason why I am caring for myself is so that I can care for Mm. you. And sometimes it's not this binary, like dichotomy. It's actually one cannot exist without the other. Like you're saying, that was a really powerful thing to me because sometimes we can see us investing in ourselves mm. is time taken away from investing in other people, yeah, right? Yeah. If I take two hours in the gym, that's two hours I might not be doing my work or I might not be showing up for a friend or a family member who needs me. Mm. But actually I need those two hours so that when I do show up for you, yeah. I'm showing up well. Yeah. Wow, I said that. 
Girl, you changed my yes. whole life. <laughs> that conversation. It must Damn. be somewhere on Instagram, maybe on the Zoe okay. page. But yeah, like Renee from the pen. Okay, okay. You were you were All straight right. spitting. You All were right. straight spitting. Um, but no, exactly that, right? Um, you, we've all heard the saying of you know you can't um, you know give or pour out from an empty yeah. cup. And oftentimes we're meant to give from a place of overflow. Mm. Some of us are running on empty, yeah? We need to dial 999. Yeah. And some of you guys, like, we're literally running on residual energy yeah. to the point that even when we are being, quote unquote, selfless, as you were saying, you're not showing up as your best. Yeah. You're distracted, you're tired, you're upset because you haven't given yourself time to actually chill out to the point where when you do show up for your friend, your friend is like, you might as well have not been here at all. <laughs> Go home. Go home. Be alone. Have you ever had that moment where you're so tired and you're meant to you're show useless. up for something and useless. you're not there? Useless. Honestly, I can't give you anything. I'm on E. I'm on E. <laughs> <laughs> I'm empty. <laughs> you know when your phone battery is on like 2%? Don't ask me to do nothing. Your power bar is yellow. <laughs> red even is red. It's so true. It's and you so want true. to be out here talking about giving. So then let's let's talk about that then, the glow up spiritually. Yeah. What does that look like? Because I, I think about, I guess, the spiritual, like we've said, we're both Christians, yeah, but yeah. spiritual element in terms of gaining confidence, yep, yep, yep. Um, intrinsic value, yep, things yep. like that. But also I feel like setting boundaries is a spiritual thing. Oh, 100%. Because if I'm going to decide that I'm going on this journey, not just of growing for myself, but like we're saying with generational trauma, this is literally when you said this will echo through space and time, she, she <laughs> threw my whole mind off balance. Yeah. But in that me choosing to then journey with people through relationship, yeah. we actually need to like, even in the dilemma, right? The people that we choose to do life with, mm-hmm. the reason why we set these standards is because we understand the gravity yeah. of this journey called life yeah. and wanting to make impact or achieve certain goals. Mm-hmm. That's a spiritual thing. So then how do you glow up in gaining confidence and then setting boundaries? Yeah. No, I love the fact that you said um, boundaries are spiritual because it's true. Everything that you allow into your space and into your life will have consequences and ramifications. Maybe you won't see it now, but you'll see it definitely in five or 10 years. Facts. Even if the person was there for a season, they'll always teach you something. Yes. Ooh. Some, oh. Every single person you allow into, and this is not for you to become extremely guarded and build walls but it's to build boundaries so that you can do the necessary checks and balances before you allow somebody into your space in the same way that when you um, call up your bank or do online banking they have to do checks and balances to allow you to access your account you need to be able to carry that out for the people in your life that before you let somebody who's fraudulent in or bro- worse, Ooh, broken. Broken. I don't know if you've ever seen like the image of, of like, um, you know, like matchsticks and how yeah. quickly they catch fire when yeah. one, you, you literally insert like one bad match. Yeah. Or the fact that, um, well, what's that saying? Um, bad character corrupts good morals. Yeah. Yeah. It only takes one. Mm. And this is not that you should, you know, feel fearful in letting people in, but it's, you should be mindful. Mm. Be very, very mindful. So in doing that, setting boundaries in glowing up spiritually you need to assess and understand what are the frameworks that you are going off of yeah what are your values so like for example sis in the dilemma she was like these are my values yeah this guy clearly does not fit my values should i break up with him or should we continue Mm. 
the fact and the reason why it almost came across as a no-brainer for us is because she had those values some of you folks will not be able to recognize when there is a bad apple in your life because you don't have the necessary discernment as a result of having values deep spiritual values to be able to say and identify those things Mm. and worse still because you don't have those things you might be the bad apple okay so a lot of us it's tight it's real tight go there i i didn't want to go there today you gotta go there <laughs> i gotta go there today. <laughs> i don't want to go there to Chris Brown. um some of us are out here searching for bad apples when the common denominator in all of our failed relationships and problems are us so if you are going to set values, if you are going to set frameworks, you need to do the work of understanding where have I too gone wrong? Where are my toxic behaviors? Where have I not showed up for somebody? Or where am I letting myself down? Precisely. Precisely. Some of y'all have been bad apples. <laughs> Some of you guys have been bad apples. And this is the pain of self-awareness because you start to realize... I need to do some deep-rooted work here. I do. Because I'm not perfect, right? Oh, I love that you said that. Especially because as women, sometimes we can absolve ourselves of that responsibility Mm -hmm. and that accountability Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we can kind of make it up and make it look pretty with our service to other people mm. you know i'm a but i'm a good friend i've got friends i'm in a romantic relationship okay. all these things that we use to prove to ourselves that we're okay when actually we're suffering with a lot of dysfunctions Absolutely. that are going unaddressed in the form of bad character your character sucks Ooh. and the worst thing is Character is something that often comes out as a result of being tested mm. some of you will think that you have good character until you're tested It's the same. It's like looking at two trees, for example. You will only know which one is broken inside when the weather's come. The the weather comes in. When the storm comes, are you able to stand? Was the foundation that you built actually good? Yeah. Was it? And that's why this tough season you're in, sis. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Let it show you what you're made of. Literally. And some of y'all ain't made for some some things, and that's okay. I was there. Sorry, that is so funny. Some of y'all made me for it. I was there. It's literally, listen, um, there was one, one of my like favorite quotes is, um, she looked into the depths of the abyss and the abyss looked back at her. Mm. Sometimes like weathers don't, like stormy weathers don't show you who people are. It shows you who you are. And you need to pay attention to what you are, what is being revealed about yourself. And this is purely like, because I've been doing a really, really intense look into my character recently Mm. especially over the past few months and there's certain things about myself that i've seen that i don't like me too sis it sucks it really really sucks it's ugly we'll be the first to say it it really sucks like being super like transparent some of the characteristics that i i noticed about myself like being the kind of person that you know clams up or like shuts down in the Mm. face of you know extremely traumatic situations Mm. right and having to deal with that through therapy and understanding why is it that my response to trauma is to shut down or try and block out Mm. and it's literally a um what do you call it it's one of those mechanisms that you use to protect yourself Defense defense mechanism right so that in the event of like a potential traumatic episode, mm. my response is just, I'm not talking or like I shut up, down. Goodbye. I'm just, <laughs> it's better that this doesn't happen, yeah. right? Doing, glowing up 
sometimes doesn't start with you going up. You got to go down. <laughs> no. No. Stop, stop. No. Wait. 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 God, it's not gassing, I swear. Bring the offering plate <laughs> now. I am sick of you. <laughs> she said sometimes glowing up doesn't mean you're going up. Sometimes you need to go down. <laughs> Corny, please don't kill me today. Don't kill me today. No, that you just said out a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> but that... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. <sighs> we always think we're going on an upward trajectory. Nah. Sometimes we... <sighs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Sometimes we've got to go down. Sometimes you've got to... Sometimes you will be crying on your bedroom floor, Ooh. weeping. Oh, weeping. Ooh. With have, everything in you. There have been times where I have journaled and I'm just like, damn, there are parts of myself that suck. Ooh, broken. Suck. And you're hurt and you're in pain. Bro. Yes, you've got to work through all of that, sis. Bro. Like really deep, there are some things that some of us are hiding or things that we have done that if you sat down and really meditated on it, you'll be like, wow, mm. I really reached the low here. Mm. That wasn't who I wanted to be, but you've got to sit with it. You've really got to sit with it. In um, one of like, one of my really wacky professors back in the day in my postgrad um, degree, he was like, I tell a story about this, this guy. Till, till now. Um, and one of the lessons that he did, he said something super, super profound um, because we were working through a really like super philosophical text about mm. like the oppressed, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he basically said to us, sometimes you have to sit with your discomfort. Mm. You have to sit with it. You actually have to sit That's with powerful. it. Sometimes like forget working through it. Sometimes you just got to sit with it. Some of us have done some very bad things. Some of us have done some very bad things to yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to sit with that discomfort first yeah. and really feel it and process it and then build. Yeah. But you've got a break. That's the important thing. You've got a break to build. Because you're not starting with a blank. You're up. literally not starting with a blank this canvas. This is it. This Your is canvas it. is dirty. <sighs> All of us. Like that's the, and I think it really affects women because Functioning as a woman in this society, you always have to be very, as you said, cosmetic, right? Yeah. You always have to be that person that presents as everything is going yeah. great, especially online and Smile. stuff. Smile. All of this stuff. You can cover up. You can whitewash that canvas, but it's still dirty. Your sheets are dirty and you need to wash it. It has been touched by the experiences of life, baby girl. And that's okay. Because that's most people. I... You have actually wrecked me because <laughs> it's so, and this is what's so powerful about sisterhood, yeah, because these are things people don't want to talk about. Bruh. That hurt mm -hmm. and that pain, and the thing is we can't even, I'm not going to sit on camera and talk about the deep, the dark stuff that I've done, the deep pain that Bruh. I've gone through. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you the, you know, our sisters to do that either, but you got to live with that. And here we're telling you, it's okay. You don't, We've all been through reckless stuff. Bruh. It's okay for you to... Pro In fact, you need to process through that. Bruh. You need to go through that. If we're going to talk about the glow up, please don't put shiny highlighter on all of this All of this BS. Please don't do it. Please do you know don't what? cover up the muck and the poop. Do you know I was about to say the best <laughs> analogy, yeah? <laughs> don't put glitter on poo. 
Don't do that. It's like, <laughs> Courtney, they kill me. You know when you go to the bathroom, yeah, and someone has like. <laughs> Sorry, it's just because it happened to me last week. I literally walked into a toilet and I thought, hmm. I'm gonna cry. Why has somebody been going through? She, what do you I'm know when you walk it. into a toilet Stop, and it's like, Courtney, what do you eat? <laughs> we need to ask ourselves. Connie, you will not succeed in killing me today. Oh my God. And then someone will have the cheek to <laughs> Not flowery poop. Ew. It's horrible. Oh, R.I.P. Renee. R.I.P. Renee. This is it. It's like going to the bathroom and using like air freshener to try and clean up the scent. It doesn't, it's an affront. It's an offense. It's toxic. Don't do that. It's an offense. <laughs> Just air it out. Open the window. Please. <laughs> I beg of you. Did you think no one would notice? We can smell it. <laughs> it's not nice. Or it's like, you know when you need to clean your room and yeah. you just kick it underneath under the, the bed, bed <laughs> pack it into the wardrobe. Literally, I have this um, video on my channel from way back, probably one of the first videos I meant that anger is a horrible smell. And I talked about, um, it's like locking something away in a closet and then everyone else, you get so used to the smell, yeah. but everyone else who comes near you, they can smell it. Bruh. And it's, it's offensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's so easy to ignore because mm-hmm. that's what you're used to. Mm. And we don't think about these things as festering. We think we're over it because yes. we're ignoring it. it you're not over it. That's so good. You're carrying it. Oh, that's good. That's good. And we you're have hiding it all it today. Too. Bruh. And you're hiding it too. Even the way that you're walking, like this load, this burden that's mm. on your back, just because you've adjusted to the weight doesn't mean you should be carrying Ooh. it. Just Bruh. because you've adjusted to the weight doesn't mean you should be carrying Some of us it. are carrying loads, yeah. That we should not be carrying. We should not be carrying. And we're even looking for folks to like rest the load on, but the load shouldn't exist in the first place. So you've got to deal with it. This is a whole new convert Bruh. itself. We need to get the hoover in the room. Okay? You can't put the you can't I'm kick so the ice. Glad. You know when you get um, a drink and the yeah. ice over the foot, you can't kick the ice underneath Under the, the fridge. fridge. You can't do that. Mm. We've seen you. This is what I mean by <laughs> glowing up and leveling up. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's not the pink and nude brown aesthetic. Come on. It's the, not. The teal background. The teal back. Even thinking about um, going back to physically, for example, mm. um, real quick. Yeah. The fact that we're always seeing our fitspos and stuff wearing like really cute, you know, workouts. Sometimes I'm there in the gym wigless. I look ugly. I'm in the gym wigless with my braids. Honest to God. If okay. you see me in the gym, just know we're both there in transparency. In fact, don't say hello. Uh, no, say hello, but just know I don't look like this. So I know you're probably there. Is that her? It's me. It is, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But this is what it looks yeah. like. You know, the, the process thing. of transformation If you are going to say hello, just be aware. Yeah. Yeah, right. Take me as I am. Take me as I am. Take and as I am doesn't always look pretty or polished no. or, or has makeup on or stuff like that. And in fact, don't apologise for it. In, this is the thing. Don't apologise for it. This is the thing. You've got to take me in all, all phases, honey. But also you have to learn to accept yourself in, in all phases. In those phases too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because 
if you only love yourself in one phase, boy, oh boy, mm. only God can save you when you leave that phase. You've literally idolized. Or if you stay in it. You've idolized a fragment of yourself and mm. you love a fragment of yourself and not the whole. Not the whole thing. Goodness <sighs> me. I don't even know. I don't. Wow. This episode wasn't meant to go here. <laughs> but well, I we went there. I feel like. It needed to go there. Okay, I guess for encouragement then. Yeah. Let's talk about the the, the practical encouraging tips of moving forward. Yeah. How do you move forward in dealing with the discipline that it takes, dealing with the impatience sometimes, yeah. dealing with um, kind of the external pressures? How do we move forward in leveling up so that this journey of growing and glowing mm-hmm. is a healthy one yeah. and a fruitful one? Um, so first I'll deal with the externalities versus the internal stuff. And then we'll talk about the practicalities. So understanding that this is a journey whereby it's not necessarily about shutting out the externalities completely. Mm. It's about what weight and what value do you attach to the internal versus the external in motivating you. As we were saying earlier on in the episode, if you are trying to, for example, look better by going to the gym or like eating more healthy, or you're trying to, you know, level up in the bank account or whatever you want to do, cool, it's fine to have motivation and inspirations and all of that good stuff. But if these outweigh how you're feeling internally about yourself, and if these outweigh the singular motivation that should be yourself and wanting the best for yourself and love for yourself then that's where we need to start before we start bringing all of the practicalities. So that's what I would start with, with the external versus the internal. Mm. Now being practical. Once you know yourself, it makes it extremely easy to set up habits for success. Yeah. Because many of us, and we've spoken about this at length in another episode, but willpower versus habits your willpower will not get you through. Let me tell you something. Not at all. I don't know if you think that, you know, you will have willpower when it is, you know, I don't know, 7 p.m. You haven't eaten and Nando's is calling you. Nando's is calling you, not you're even calling Nando's. <laughs> they're Nando's. calling they're you, calling whispering you. your name. <laughs> Do you think that your willpower will see you through? Yeah. Or if you're the kind of person that is like, you're dealing with temptation, the answer is not always willpower. Sometimes yeah. discipline doesn't always look like the enacting of your willpower yeah. it's simply falling back on habits yeah so for example i if i'm in a phase where i'm trying to like lose weight or something like that i know myself i like chocolate i like ice cream i like kind of sweets i like sweet things because like i'm sweet i'm sweet I like, like sweet things i like it <laughs> um, if i know i like these things mm. i'm going to make it more difficult for me to get these yeah. things they're not in my house yeah yeah 100%. point blank period or if you are I don't know what other example I could potentially draw on. If you're the kind of person that likes to beat yourself up, for example, mm. internally, you have to be very proactive about speaking, setting a time that you talk to yourself yeah, each day. Yeah. It, might, it doesn't have to be 6 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes we've glorified that whole waking up early in the morning. 100%. Some of you, your productivity won't be in the morning. So optimize for that. I'm so glad you could free yourself from the bondage of other people's daily routines. Ah. Just because somebody who is successful told you, I wake up at 5 a.m., your body is not the same. This is it. Sometimes you'll be telling people, you know, okay, I wake up at 9, 9 a.m. How can you expect to be productive at 9 a.m.? Wait. Okay, Sherlock. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> when you're First asleep, all, that's when I'm productive. And I've learned that for myself. This is it. 
that's okay. Optimize for who you are. Set yourself up for success by forming habits and making sure that you've optimized as a result of knowing yourself. Stop trying to go against your body. Stop trying to go against your soul and spirit. Stop trying to go against your mind when you know it's not going to work. Especially in the name of it worked for somebody else. And so? It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so? You've just got to set, you've got to choose. And I would say start small as well. Don't be tempted to do the huge transformations because it will never end well. Unless you are willing to, you know, fall back on your willpower. We've just spoken about that. (laughs) We've we've just spoken about it. It doesn't really work. It doesn't work all the time. And this is not to say that you're not a strong, independent, rare, in fact, this is to say you're not a strong, independent, you're not all the time. You're in progress. Like you're progressing. Exactly this. And then I would say practically set up metrics for success that are mm. actually realistic. Mm. And this is where you need to do your research. Realistic. Okay. Having a fitspo or an inspo or somebody that you look to is not research. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's a parasocial relationship. Oh, <laughs> It's a parasocial relationship. I can't tell you how many times, Courtney, I've come across folks that are like, oh, I want to like look fitter. I'll mm. be like, okay, cool. So what do you know about, you know, the process of getting fit? Oh, well, there's this one fitness um, YouTuber and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, what else have you done? What, what else have research? you done? If you're really committed to this process, what other factors have you taken into account? What mm. other research have you done? Mm. What other bits of knowledge have you acquired to help you put your best foot forward? Yeah. Even when we're thinking about things like a mental glow up. Okay, cool. You've watched one sermon. What else? Okay. This is a perfect, <laughs> this episode is already so long, but we need to talk about that. Your transformation and your leveling up is not going to happen overnight. Okay. And it is a core part of people's frustrations. That impatience, please. Please, it's about developing daily and new learned habits and behaviors that you intentionally, intentionally enforce over long periods of time. Cease and desist. Immediately. No, no, no. Immediately. It's important because it's easy to get so frustrated. I've been doing this for a month now. Why isn't it where you're talking about change, undoing decades of learned behavior (laughs) and damage and reestablishing patterns that are going to last you through the rest of your life you are changing your entire life's trajectory do you think that's gonna be easy be patient with yourself please sis give yourself grace realize you're on a journey please please you're you're worth the patience (laughs) i beg of you you are worth the patience be patient be patient because as we mentioned in another episode the key, the goal is to maintain, is to sustain. sustain. We want to be a sustainer. We don't want just the result. We want to be a sustainer. Yeah. Because what's the point if you get to a particular point and then you're just like, what next? And I you just that. literally undo everything that you worked for. I love that. Wow. Sustain. <sighs> Man. We really got into it. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Well... <laughs> This is quite a sobering one. Um, (laughs) I understand if you're logging off this video thinking these people have ruined my life. And you know what? It's fine. (laughs) You know? We're not sorry. We Um, aren't. No. This is the beginning of a beautiful 
but sometimes hard journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. We're here to do this journey with you. So on that note, please tell us how you plan on leveling up. Your thoughts on today's conversation. What have you been doing to improve on yourself? And what has been the biggest challenge on your self-improvement journey? You can talk to us in the comments on YouTube. I even feel just so somber. Don't shout at us in the comments there. I beg of you, please. Don't don't come for us. We tried. (laughs) (laughs) We are also growing. (laughs) This feels like the, the end of the Avengers. Yeah, like a a bit of, it feels like the uh, the end of Infinity War, where it's like, oh, I thought this would end up a bit more positively, Uh but actually it's revealed (laughs) there needs to be a part two. It's like, oh, damn. (laughs) I'm crap. Again. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, on a real though, talk to us in the comments um, here on YouTube. If you were listening to us on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else where you listen to podcasts, you can run over to the YouTube comments and talk to the other sisters. But you can also come and talk to us over on Instagram by adding us at To My Sisterhood. And you can come and talk to us individually, of course, at CD Boating and at Renee Kapuku. And of course, if you are not part of the sisterhood on the mailing list, I feel even awkward. having to do this day this is just for the benefit of the new sisters because i know there are some of you guys that are listening in that have been on that mailing list we see you if you're new to the sisterhood then by all means join our exclusive mailing list where we'll be dropping this week some tips for leveling up and doing that dirty work so make sure that you sign up to the mailing list the link will be below and of course dearest sisters Please take care of yourselves. Please. Please. (laughs) Please Please take care of yourselves. (laughs) And we will see you for yet another episode next week. And of course, keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com